listening to the Ombre Academy podcast. You're listening to the Ombre Academy podcast. You're listening to the Ombre Academy podcast. Welcome. I'm Megan, and this is Ombre Academy in 18 minutes and 87 seconds. In this episode, we are talking to Suzanne Morrison, the Director of Marketing and Admissions at Armbre. We discuss her own family's journey with Armbre, the school's philosophy, and the benefits of an independent school education. So you have a marketing background. How did you get to the Director of Admissions and Marketing at Armbre? So um, without being too long, um, my son went to Armbre, um, started in grade seven. Uh, so I worked, um, I was on the board of governors at Armbre. And then uh, eventually um, they asked me to do a uh, sales and marketing plan. And I did that. And one of the recommendations I um, told them was that they um, should hire someone in the admissions program. Um, and so uh, eventually they came to me and said, do you want the job? And I said, yes. Um, I have a marketing background, but I didn't know too much about admissions, but I know about relationship management and I know how important um, when prospective parents come to the school, um, how relationships are so vital. And uh, so that's... I took on the job and I've been in it six years and uh, so far so good. And where were you working before before Armbray? So I had my own business, uh, event management business. I also worked um, in a couple of agencies over the years um, and um, and always did marketing, you know, um, or communications. Um, my husband's a photographer and so I did marketing communications for him. So I, I've done a lot in that um, communications um, realm and so you know, and again, admissions is um, all about relationships, you know, relationships with faculty, relationships with your um, uh, your admin staff, and also relationships. The most important one is, you know, prospective parents. Mm. There's some cool synergy with where you were before and kind of what you're bringing to the table now and what you do, because you wear a lot of different hats. Yeah, Totally. I mean, it's a small school. So, um, you know, you're doing, you know, everything from event management sometimes to, um, you know, uh, packing up chairs. I was <laughs> going to say, you're also the event tech. Like, you're setting up tables and chairs and putting exactly. it all away at the end as well. Yeah. It's, you know, I'm I'm good with that. Um, as an event manager, I know what, you know, has to go into um, bringing an event to, you know, the beginning and to the end. So, I, you know, I don't mind getting my hands dirty, and I think that's really important um, part of, you know, the the administration um, role. Uh, so, I enjoy that too, um, and uh, it allows me to work with so many different people. So it's it's been a bonus. This has been the best job of my life. So I want to go back to um, what you led with with um, how you were brought to Ironbray, how your son started here. So why did you choose Ironbray? So interesting, um, you know, anecdote, uh, my son was in grade six and he came to my husband and I. I'm from Cape Breton originally and I really didn't have much knowledge of independent schools. I mean, I knew of the schools that were in Halifax, um, but there were no independent schools in Cape Breton when I was growing up. And um, he came to us and said that he was, he had heard a story um, about some um, precarious situations that were going on in, in the junior high that he was going into. And and um, he was he was afraid. And so he said, I'd like to try going to an independent school. And I was, you know, a little shocked. Um, and because I, 
I anticipated that there was going to be, you know, a little bit of a sticker price shock for me, um, which there was, um, and which many people experience when they're thinking about independent schools. Um, but um, the the thing about your child coming to you and saying that they're scared to go to their um, their junior high is, you know, it's it hits you pretty hard. Um, so we visited several of the schools. You know, we we did what I tell people to do: um, visit all the schools and um, you know talk about it, and then come to the conclusion. Um, he came to the conclusion that he wanted to go to Armbray. He had done a spend a day. Um, his teacher at the time was Miss Bird, who's the lower school director. And uh, he chose Armbray, and um, I, you know, sat down with my husband, and we worked out a, a plan about finances. Um, you know, my husband's a photographer at the time; I was a contract um, employee for myself, um, just you know, doing freelance. And so we we found the money. I don't know how we did um, how we did it, but we did. And he went to school there for six years. And um, I always, you know, I, I tell this story to prospective parents because one, um, independent school is available to people who possibly don't think they can afford it. And also um, the, you know, what you put up front, you probably get back. He got an incredible scholarship to go to university. And, you know, at 18, when we were driving home, you know, we were just getting, it was like maybe a week left of grade 12. And he looked at me and I get all teary eyed when I tell this story. So I'll try not to look at you. Um, <laughs> but he looked, he turned to me and he said, you know, he goes, thank you, mom, for the sacrifice. Aww. And, you know, for a teenager to be that aware yeah. is, you know, he wasn't, you know, at, up until that point, he, you know, he was just like most teenagers, he was pretty self-consumed, but he realized that there was a sacrifice. Um, and I think that's what, you know, what that's what Armbre and that's what independent school education gives to kids. It gives them, um, you know, an opportunity to flourish and shine um, in a way that maybe they wouldn't in the public system. And what did Hogan end up doing after after Armbray? Where did he go? So he ended up going to um, a university, a private university in British Columbia. Um, you know, he still kept on soaking me for money. Um, <laughs> but he had a full, almost a full scholarship. You know, it was just kind of the extras out there that cost. Um, but he ended up going to, a, you know, it was a liberal arts education and then came back to Halifax, took carpentry at the Nova Scotia Community College, and then now is in law school, first year law school, and just found out on the weekend that he did amazing. On his, yeah, so um, so that's Good. great. And I have three boys and, you know, one of them is, you know, at Mount St. Vincent and, and the other is at Ombre in grade four. And uh, so, yeah, it, it's, you know, I'm, I, you know, I, when I speak to prospective families, I'm speaking to them as someone who knows um, about the experience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know that we talk a lot about it because you're, you've been, um, you know, an alum of Armbre. I, I really, I love this school. I love this school before I took the job. And I think it's been an easy, um, I've been, it's been easy for me to sell it because I've experienced it. What would you say, what's the difference, I know there's a, a misconception people might not know, but what's the difference between a private school and an independent school? Yeah, so a private school is a for-profit. Um, so that, you know, that's kind of 
the misnomer of you know people when they they come to um, a tour at at Armbre or any independent school is you know is they call it a private school and so you know it's an independent school so independent means it's a not for profit it's got a board of governors its um, responsibility lies with the board of governors and its community um, and so um, a private school would be a complete for profit school so um, there's someone it's a business mm-hmm. um, there's someone at the end of the day that is you know um, making revenue um, not always would those funds go back to the school so um, so it's just a, you know it's it's you know a small thing but it's very important I think for people when they're making the choice to know that um, whatever you know dollars that they're spending they're their, their money is uh, well spent if they go to an independent school or a case school, which is an Canadian accredited independent school. Um, and, you know, there's, you know, grammar schools, Sacred Heart, Armbray, and, you know, King's Edgehill in the province that are um, independent schools. Right. right. Um, or case schools, I should say. Okay. So um, you have been incredibly busy this year doing tours, enrollment is the highest that it's ever been. Um, why do you think parents are choosing an independent school? So um, I, I was joking about this just before, it's because we started a podcast. Um, but, um, you know, I think we've been, you know, we've been very um, wise in how we've spent our marketing dollars. So I think the message has gotten out there. I also think that, um, you know, COVID has really brought an influx of, um, you know, uh, families coming back to Nova Scotia. Um, Families from international destinations have chosen Nova Scotia as their um, home. And also, I think, if anything, um, the last two years have proven is that small schools that are independent can pivot quite quickly. And they can, um, you know... uh, bring curriculum to uh, students in a way that large organizations can't. So, you know, when you're talking about the size of, you know, the public system, there's a lot of different variables. There's, you know, how do people afford tech? Do people have internet? How do you get, um, you know, how do you Zoom with students who don't have those technologies? And so in a small school like Armbre, you know, you can supply tech for people. Um, I mean, obviously, most of the families would have internet access. Um, So it's just an easier um, way to get uh, the message or the education to um, the student. But I also think that um, parents are looking for a, um, uh, an environment where their student feels safe and, uh, well-loved, well-nurtured, and... That you they know, belong. Yeah, that they belong. And a small independent school provides that. So um, I think more and more people are, um, are you know, taking advantage of uh, independent schooling and I think are seeing that there are ways to, you know, um, they're more savvy on how they're spending their dollars. So they're seeing that they can get financial aid, they can get a uh, loan, or they can save their money, or they might not buy a car because they live downtown and they decide that they're going to put their money invested in their child's education because they can, you know, walk to school. So there's lots of, I think there's lots of reasons why people are choosing independent school, but um, we've definitely seen an uptake in. Hi, my name is Alex. 
tell me a little bit about uh, when you came to Ambrey. Uh, so actually last year, last school year, I was not having a good time at my last school because I'd been to, you know, the regular chain of uh, public schools and we were not having a good time and we started looking for various uh, private schools to go to and we stumbled across uh, Armbray and it looked really, really good and I did like a little um, application like assessment uh, over a Zoom call and they said, yeah, we're really interested. Do you want to spend a day? And I went and I spent a day and it was really, really great. And then I, they actually gave me an offer, and I spent the like last month and a half of last school year um, at Armbray, and then this year I've you know spent the entire year here. Hi, my name is Wyatt. Uh, so I came to Armbray at the beginning of the year, obviously, uh, and I had already gone to two schools previously. I had gone to a public school and then another private school, but uh, we really were looking at Armbray mostly for like when we looked at the website. There was a lot of different athletics available and drama, which all of which I'm very interested in. So we, we just applied and we got to spend a day, and then we decided, yeah, this is where we want to go, and so that's kind of how I arrived here. Uh, it's really been awesome. It's there's so many good opportunities here that it's like it's a whole new fresh start with some really really awesome people, and the workload is a lot harder, but it's you can dedicate yourself to so much more at the school. I just think the diversity in both the students and the activities offered. Like you can get in. I know I I've been involved in everything that I possibly can, and that's really simple when it's offering like. Middle school council, you can get into a lot of leadership programs, eat teams, uh, clubs, where you can be a part of the school community and help grow it. Uh, I'm also involved in a lot of athletic in of endeavors, which we're kind of successful in, and we're able to kind of build teamwork, build cooperation within our community, which I think is really great. I'm thankful for that. And what do you find is the most common, like the common thread of questions that prospective parents get when they come they come through the doors like what do they want to know about independent schools um they want to know about uh curriculum um they want to know as you mentioned that their you know their child is going to be long um they want to know what uh what enrichment is available to um their student you know outside of the public system you know um and they want to know the, they want to know the advantages of going to an independent school, whether it be their co our co curricular program. Um, they want to know that their child's safe, um, and they want to know that their child is acknowledged. So you know we have an incredible mm -hmm. advisory program which looks after kids' social emotional learning. Um, there's just you know we are checking a lot of the boxes that. Um, you know, I hate to use this term, but millennial parents are looking for. And so, you know, because I just think parents are parents. Um, but, um, you know, marketing says that millennial parents are really looking at what's in it for their family, mm -hmm. which, is not, which is not, you know, necessarily a bad thing. I mean, I think um, they want to know that their kid is going to be seen, heard, loved, um, and uh, if they can um, make it happen, then they will. And it's not, it's a of course, it's about the child, but also that they're going to belong in the community as well, that they can be engaged in school activities. They can come to the school and visit and meet the teachers and be a part of our parents' association. And that kind of engagement, I think, is also something that parents look forward to, that they're also going to be connected to the school, not just their child. Yeah, I mean, I was listening to... What is, you know, everybody always asks me, what's the difference between Armbray and the other schools in the city? And, and you know, when you're looking at your, you know, your 
vision statement or what makes you different. I think what, you know, they talked about at this school was community. And I think you can't sell that too short. I think community is really important. I think our small school um, really does, you know, embrace the whole family. And, you know, from when they start to when they graduate, we work really hard as we're doing right now, you know, planning events for grandparents, planning events for graduation, um, to include the whole family. So, you know, our graduation prom is, you know, an, a beautiful event for the for the graduates, but it also includes the family. So, you know, when, when my son graduated, my mother went to the dance and danced with, you know, my son at graduation. You know, we, we have this kind of, you know, embracing of the whole, this, it takes a village to, you know, raise a kid. And so, you know, it seems only, uh, you know, that it would be perfect if the whole family came to the full graduation, you know, instead of, you know, where, you know, you other, you know, graduates would go off and, you know, party all night. And I guess, you know, our graduates might do that also. But, you know, between nine and 12, they have, family yeah, component. there's a family component. Yeah, and just If there's a prospective parent out there listening, um, what does the admissions process look like? What are the steps that are required? So, you know, I just, was on a tour this morning, and so I was just discussing the admissions process with the family. Um, and so what we do is we usually do a tour um, to start things off, and that's usually about an hour. And, you know, we, we go through both campuses. We have two campuses at Armbray, so we go through our Oxford campus and then our Coburg campus. Um, and then we usually try to spend a day um, with the child, um, and that could be, and again, from preschool right up to grade 12, the student comes in and just spends a day in the classroom. And they usually have a buddy. They usually have several buddies. and, and But they have like one person. That they, they have one of, person, yeah. yeah. And the teachers all know that the student is coming. We do it almost every second day, so the kids are really used to it. Um, so it seems, you know, kind of awkward for the student coming, but it's not at all. It's just they're very embraced. Um, and then after the spend a day, um, you know, the, the family will make application if it's where they want to go. And then and then after that, we do an assessment. And, and so basically, we call it an assessment because it's not a test. It's basically to see where the child's at. So you're, you're doing a, um, a test on reading, writing, and, and comprehension, and then a math component. Um, and that will allow us to figure out where the student is. If there's enrichment that is necessary, then, you know, if they're really, you know, um, amazing at math, then we'll work with them on, you know, enriching their math programming. If there's, you know, um, you know, some deficits, um, as we see uh, in multiplication tables a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was talking to a teacher the other day about, you know, we, we find that a lot of kids don't, you know, come to uh, RMBRA, especially those who are kind of coming in grade seven, from six to seven, and they don't, um, they don't know their multiplication tables. And so, um, you know, one of the teachers says, you know, if you can't, if you can't add, subtract, and multiply, you can't do division because division requires all of those things. And so, um, so it's really important for kids to have that foundation. It is a foundation for the rest of your career in, in math. So, um, so we really, that is a good indicator in our assessment to um, see if, you know, there may be, you know, if someone's coming in September, we might suggest to them over the summers that they really work on, you know, some, some things that um, in order for them to um, get up to speed for September. And yeah, once they do the assessment and everything goes well, then we accept them and they start. And we talk we talked about this a little bit um, a few minutes ago, but the financial commitment to send your child to an independent school 
is significant. Some some families have four or five children that are going through the system. So that's it's a huge commitment. So what does that financial aid process look like? When does that when does that happen? So usually we do we we ask all parents. Um, you know, not knowing when we meet a parent, we you know we encourage them to apply for financial aid. So Warren Bray has a certain amount of dollars set aside every year for financial aid, um, and so um, families go through a third party. Um, the The organization is called Apple Financial, and they you know provide their um, you know. Uh, CRA documents and any other information that they can provide that would be helpful for the Apple Financial to, you know, assess them on their financial um, situation. And then Apple Financial comes back to us with recommendations, and those recommendations are brought um, before a committee, and then we allocate the dollars based on how much money we have. Um, I always say don't let, you know, finances stop you from making application because there are ways to, you know, figure out how to get there, um, whether it is, you know, you know, there's always, you know, I've had parents that have come to us, really want to come, um, you know, they've gotten a little bit of financial aid but need assistance, and all of a sudden, you know, they find out that they're, you know, mother-in-law says, you know, this is a great opportunity. Why don't you let us help? So there, you know, I, I don't think money should be, um, you know, uh, you know, something that stops um, people from, you know, visiting a school or making application. Um, there are ways to figure it out. Um, one of the things that we are working on right now also with um, you is, is, you know, increasing our financial aid budget, you know, um, uh, getting dollars donated so that, you know, we can give kids um, the opportunity to come to Arambray who may not have had the opportunity otherwise. So, you know, increasing our financial aid budget is, you know, very important to us now. And, and that's the number one re- thing that independent schools, you know, in the world are working at, um, you'll notice it's, you know, on everybody's webpage of an independent school, they have one of the first things that they talk about is how much money they give in financial aid. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, they want the the best students um, to come to their school and, and not always are the, are the best students, you know, can afford it. So. Thank you for listening to Armbray Academy in 18 minutes and 87 seconds. For more information, go to our website, armbray.ns.ca.